welcome back to Who's There. I'm your host, Allison. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan. Because most of us are just regular people who like the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason. And here we delve into those reasons. This week, I'm finally getting ready to share with you my conversation with the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only horror virgin, Todd Schlosser. This isn't your typical episode because Todd is a self-identifying non-horror fan, but like I say in the episode, I don't really believe that anymore. We talked about what scared him away from horror as a kid, a lot of behind-the-scenes tidbits about what goes into recording and producing the horror version each week, and I asked Todd what genres scare him the most, as well as what movies that they've covered on the horror version that have scared him the most. One last thing before we get into this episode, if you love the show and haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, I'd be so grateful if you could take a second to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our feed wherever you listen to us. Thank you to everyone who's already left us a review. It's so appreciated as it helps people to find us. I think I've rambled enough, so let's get into my chat with Todd Schlosser. Hey, Todd, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. We had to reschedule a couple of times, but it's all yeah. good. Do you want to start by telling everyone in case they are not familiar with you a little bit about yourself, where you're from, et cetera? Yeah. So I'm a podcaster from Nashville, Tennessee. I produce and co-host two <laughs> podcasts. The Horror Virgin is probably the bigger of the two. And then Romancing the Pod is the other one. And The Horror Virgin is very much just like a breakdown comedy podcast about horror movies. And Romancing the Pot is the same thing, but for romantic comedies or romantic movies, because I can do one thing well, and that is just movie <laughs> review podcasts, apparently. So that's all I've got. Awesome. Well, I am a fan of both. I found Thank the you. Horror Virgin back in 2019, and I like binged so many episodes. So love yeah, it. You found it super early on then, because we started yeah. mid-2018 and then have just not, not missed a release date since then. Nice. So, nice. yeah, that's quite an accomplishment. Very proud of that. Because it's like, <laughs> that's like 230 some episodes of like every week putting out content. And when the episodes are at least like they're uh, the shortest episodes are 90 minutes. Like they, they can get up to like two hours and 10 minutes sometimes. Yeah. Like that takes a long time to like produce. So I'm very proud of the fact that we've never missed a, a release date. Yeah, it's awesome. It sometimes takes me a couple of days to get through an episode now that I don't have a commute anywhere. So yeah, I've noticed that I listen to podcasts a little bit less than I used to because I, I work remotely now for my day job, but I go into the office occasionally. So I'll, I listen to a, a few podcasts now, but not as much as I used to because I used to listen all day, every day. Yeah. And now I just don't. Yeah, I know. Now that like we don't have to like fake being busy at work all day. I know. Um. <laughs> my pro tip for that is like grab paper and walk quickly around the office. And they're like, damn, Todd's really busy. Like he's always walking around crazy. And I just like you know, have nothing going on. I just have a piece of paper in my hand, just walking around looking like I'm angry. That's my pro tip. It works every time. Oh my God. Yeah. That's amazing. I hope everyone here like <laughs> is writing this down. Everyone who's quietly quitting their job out there. Good for you. And I'm yeah. proud of you. Seriously. We're here for you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be a little bit of a different episode because usually I interview horror fans and you're notoriously not a horror fan. I don't really yeah. believe that anymore because you've oh. spent now 200 and something episodes some, watching, yeah. watching horror movies. So first yeah. things first, what would you say is your favorite scary movie? My favorite scary movie? Yeah. Can I, can I pick? I hate you, Allison. Can I pick horror <laughs> comedies? Like, I, I, Yeah, of course. Like any yeah. kind of horror. 
So Tucker and Dale versus evil, I love, but mainly because it is very much like Mikey and me's relationship. Like if Mikey and I went to a cabin, that is what like it would be like because we're both clumsy idiots and, and, you know, we're also very supportive friends. So like, that's sort of, sort of what it would be like. I also have a special place in my heart for Leslie Vernon. So the rise of Leslie Vernon is a good movie. Although there are some legit scares in that movie too. So it is a little scary, but I just really love the guy, Nathan Basil, who played Leslie Vernon, I have a, I still have a firm man crush on him, even though that episode was literally, I think, in 2019, Allison. <laughs> so I I don't know why, but I love that movie too. But I, I I've gotten to a point in my like horror watching where I can tell if it's like a good horror movie, largely because I hate it. Like for instance, we just our Barbarian episode comes out tomorrow, actually, and unless you're a, a Patreon member and you probably yeah. listened to it already, <laughs> right? But the that movie terrified me. I hated it. It's so scary, but I can recognize it as a good movie, which I could not do before. I just sort of hated everything. And now that I've consumed to date 230 some episodes, 230 some horror movies, I can at least acknowledge, yeah, that's a good movie. I just don't want to watch it again. (laughs) Yeah, I got that email from your Patreon last night. I haven't had a chance to listen to the episode yet, but I'm very excited to because I love that movie. I say that they go, yeah, it was really good, Allison. I I, I get yeah. why people like it so much. I just hope I never see it again, but <laughs> I get why people like it. I, I little pro tip too for the Patreon. I say the episodes will go live the day before, like a Sunday at 1 a.m. or whatever, but I'm too lazy to schedule it. So I just like, <laughs> whenever I'm scheduling it on Saturday, that's when it goes live. Yeah, so sign up for the Horror Virgin Patreon and you will get the... <laughs> the episode really early. It might be earlier than a Sunday yeah. before. Well, so. And other things too, but yeah, we yeah. don't have to talk about that right now. <laughs> so what horror movie or movies turned you off from horror as a kid and made you quote unquote hate horror? Oh yeah. So I think we talked about this early on in the podcast, but that was like a conversation I had with two people who are no longer on the podcast, like four years ago at this point. So I think that the Ones that I mentioned were The Omen, which we've done, but like I remember watching The Omen when I was a kid and oh man, what was the other one? I don't know. The Omen really messed me up. I was probably six or seven and I went to like a sleepover with some like church friends. There was this, I, the, the Parkers, they are like, they had kids that were the same age as our four kids, right? So like we all would hang out with each other and it was like the eight of us watching The Omen and I was the youngest in the room, me and Robbie who were like both six or maybe seven at the time. And Robbie was like, this is the best movie ever. I love this. <laughs> and I was like, I hate everything about this. I do not like this. And to this day, like spiritual horror, like not spiritual, like, you know, whatever, but like the demonic possession, the conjuring type movies, those movies mess with me the most. Like my scariest movie is Hereditary. And that's because firmly there's a demon involved. <laughs> and it just like triggers my specific brought up in a very religious household sort of, fears yeah yeah uh, that's understandable yeah. um and then i think i also remember you once saying children of the corn fucked you up oh i don't know if it was children of the corn because i'm not sure i saw that until we actually did it man oh I, okay it's been so long since i've like man i, I honestly cannot remember what it was I, I know i know one was the omen man if you hadn't asked me i would have like i would have known just because you know how like when someone asks you and you yeah. like your your brain goes blank and it's like one brain cell looking at the other brain cell like I don't know do you know no I don't know okay well we're fucked I guess so like I honestly can't remember but if you want to listen to the like the early on episodes of horror version I'm sure we talk about it but it wasn't the exorcist I know we started with the exorcist and that was the first time I saw that movie but I can't remember it was an older horror movie though the omen and one other I can't remember the other one 
I do remember as like a nine-year-old, my sister's watching Jaws and them not even letting me in the room where they were watching it <laughs> because they knew it, it would just be too much for me. And honestly, I appreciate that kind of sisterly love. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. I don't think Jaws is scary at all. Yeah, I, I do, though. Okay. All right. <laughs> well. When she in the very beginning, when they like when Jaws grabs her and like she's like moving in the water so unnaturally, like that was so <laughs> scary to me. I fucking I hated yeah. it so much. <laughs> yeah. And then I watched Jaws 2 because you guys were covering it. And I was like, this oh, is the same man. thing as Jaws 1. I yeah, was like, I'm really bored. But was that the one the one where they're in SeaWorld has been I my don't... favorite Jaws? I think that was Jaws 3. Yeah, because because Jaws 2 was like the same cast. It was on Amity. It was like all yeah. that stuff, right? Yeah, so it was Jaws 3 where they're in SeaWorld. And Allison, that one's a treat, honestly, because it's next level terrible. It's <laughs> so fun. Awesome. So for everyone who's not familiar with you, can you talk about how you then got talked into doing the horror virgin if you hate watching horror movies? Oh, man. So the initial hosts, Jen and Clint, were friends. The, the two of them were friends. In fact, I think they went to the same church growing up. So they like knew each other. I think they may have dated like early on, like, you know, like when you're kids and you date for like two weeks and then move yeah. on. You know, I think it was like that sort of thing. But they stayed friends throughout their like church career, I guess you might call it. Anyway, Clint and I were friends. We went to the same school. And like four years before the podcast actually started, Clint was like, hey, I want to do this podcast with you called The Horror Virgin, but you have to watch horror movies. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I hate horror movies. That's terrifying. I don't want to do that. And then, you know, over four years of Clint just sort of wearing me down, I eventually agreed to do it. And then that's sort of how it started. And it very much was just like an excuse for Clint to make fun of me while we watch <laughs> horror movies. And, you know, we just get to be silly and sort of make fun of ourselves and the movies. And that was sort of the impetus of the the horror virgin. And when I agreed to it, he was like, cool. I think I know someone who might be really good. Let's meet up with her at a Starbucks. And we met up with a, at a Starbucks close by. And it just like the chemistry was really like good between Jen Clinton and I. So we, we started the podcast literally, I think that next Saturday. So like four days later, we were recording the exorcist episode and it was great. Yeah. That's how it all started. I mean, Clint after 20 episodes was like, I don't have time for this. So I'm quitting. <laughs> and then Jen and I sort of had to like find a third. And that's when we found Mikey. And then of course, Jen left after about 120 ish episodes to focus on other pursuits. And that's when we picked up Paige. So like, if you start at the very beginning and listen chronologically, you may hear different voices than you do now, <laughs> except for me. I'm the one who's been there the whole time. Yeah. The Virgin has always been here. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, and I, I'll be honest with you. One of my reasons for saying no early on was I didn't want it to be called the horror virgin. Oh, what did you want it to be called? I didn't have a name picked out. I didn't. Okay. And I, I will acknowledge that Clint coming up with a horror virgin name, I think is a good name for the premise of the yeah. podcast. Like I get it. I think people who don't listen to the podcast sort of generally understand what the, the shtick, if you will, of the podcast is. But I, I wanted it to be called something else, mainly because I didn't want to be the focus of it. I wanted it to be like about the three hosts, not about the one host who doesn't like horror movies, but also because I didn't want people making fun of me and calling me a version all the time. <laughs> and I don't get that. I mean, people make the joke and it's funny, but no one's like mean about it. Like they yeah. sort of say it like you just did, which is like, fine. I think that's hilarious and it's great. <laughs> but like, I honestly expected the horror version or sorry, the horror community to be like mean about me not liking horror movies. And I haven't experienced that at all, like literally at all. I have found the horror community of which I now consider myself a member sort of on the outskirts of 
because I watch a lot of horror movies. I just don't like, I'm just very scared by them. But everyone has been like, oh, your innocence is so adorable. Like, or, you know, it's so cute that you get scared by like Audition, which is a super scary, gross movie. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I thought it would be way less welcoming than it has been. Yeah, the horror community is really great. So yeah. that is one yeah. of the, one of the positive things, especially the community that you created with the horror virgin. So well, I don't awesome. I don't know that I created. I think that is largely due to people like yourself, who's a you're in the community all the time, talking in the Facebook groups and all that stuff, and like the people that were there early on, and I, which I account you as one of those people, but like Chris and a bunch of people who were just there early on, sort of setting the tone for what the group would be. I mean, of course, I wanted it to be like a welcoming place where everyone was welcome, and we sort of took care of each other, or at least just weren't mean to each other. <laughs> but just because I've been in a, a part of communities that were like sort of shitty and like, it made me not want to be a part of them. And I don't want anyone to feel that way. So I, I honestly think we got lucky with our first group of like followers that were in yeah. the Facebook groups and stuff, because those people were like, great. And honestly, the people who weren't sort of weeded themselves out over time, because the people who were there and were great were like, hey, I get that you're upset, but like, this is not the place for that kind of speak. Like, you can't talk to other people <laughs> like that. And largely that was not me or Mikey or Jen or Clint or Paige, or it, that was largely like the people in the community sort of self-policing. And the people that we saw doing that more, we sort of made mods and they honestly do a lot of the work now of that because it's gotten to a point where like, I can't respond to everything. You know, the Facebook group yeah. gets like 70 to 100 posts a day. Like that's a lot to like yeah. manage and stuff. So I'm very, very grateful for the the, the <laughs> mods in that group to help keep it that way. Awesome. Yeah. So my favorite episodes are episodes like the more bonkers ones, The Descent, yeah. oh, Blood yeah. Diner, Malignant, and House 2. Even <laughs> though I've still, I've never watched House 2, but I love the episode. I what mean, would you don't. say are your favorite episodes? <laughs> oh man. So I, this is sort of a cop-out answer and I can give you a, a different answer, but I look at the episode that I'm editing as my favorite episode because okay. it's the episode that gets me to the next episode. And I love doing the podcast so much. I generally do enjoy like putting out the content and getting the reaction and the feedback to it. So I always say it's like barbarian was my favorite episode because <laughs> it's the one that comes out tomorrow. But if I look back for me, it's a different experience because I'm not listening to it the way everyone else is. Cause when you are listening, you're listening to that conversation the first time. I remember what it was like to actually like have that conversation. So I, I look back at like, what's my favorite, what was my favorite episode? I think more of like what conversation was the most fun in the moment. Mm -hmm. And man, I really think conjuring two was probably <laughs> the most fun and also very like calming in a way because at that moment if you know your horror virgin history or like we like to call it your hvh um, which <laughs> sounds like an time. std <laughs> <laughs> and honestly if you're not inoculated for hvh you're you fucked up you should get that you should get that shot <laughs> no i'm just joking but I, in fact that's the first time i've ever used that but i might use it again because that was kind of fun heard it here first <laughs> it, you know absolutely this is a exclusive for you <laughs> but yeah i think that there was a lot of drama going on at that time in the community with the departure of a host and Paige. We had already been doing romance in the pod with Paige for a few months. So I knew the chemistry was there between Paige, Mikey and I, but recording that I just felt so like relaxed and I was having fun with the three of them. And it hadn't been like that for a while with recording the horror virgin. And 
I just knew that like Paige coming in was such a value add for us on the horror version that things were going to grow and that we were going to be in, in a, a better shape than we were previously. And that's the way it worked out. Like we have grown so much since those episodes and that's due to a lot of factors, but I do think Paige joining definitely helps because she is a consummate professional. <laughs> and you and Mikey are not. I don't know if you've listened to the podcast, <laughs> but no, not as much as Paige is. I think Paige is, I look at her as like the mother of the podcast, or yeah. I also like to think of her as the bus driver because without her, yeah. Mikey and I would end up talking about, I don't know, which Avenger has the worst sex. Like it would be like that sort of conversation. And that's why, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure some of your listeners listen to the podcast, but anytime you hear Paige say, anyway and then move back into the, the, the <laughs> she has she like moves back into like the outline of the movie or wherever we are without yeah. that anyway the the recordings would be five hours and it would be nonsense so like and also aside from her like being an awesome like person to like drive the podcast forward as far as like the episodes she's also like really fucking funny and like she also likes to sing and make up stupid parody songs. And that's like where I am at emotionally all day, every day. So like, I just knew, especially in that conjuring episode, like I, I honestly, like at the end of that recording, like I didn't cry, but like, you know, like you're so happy. You're like, Oh, this is the best. Like I wanted to cry in that moment because I was like, things are going to be fine. We're going to move on. It'll be weird for a few weeks in the community, which I completely, completely understandable. And then things are going to be great. And that's exactly what happened. It was a great episode, especially. And I, I had Paige on last October and I Mikey was on oh, yeah? sometime last year too. So yeah. that was fun. We're try I'm finally finishing the tr the horror virgin trifecta right now. So <laughs> the thruple, as I yes. like to call ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so by the time this comes out, your barbarian episode will be out already. Can you sure. tell me a little bit more about your reaction to that movie and what was it like for you to see it in theaters? Allison, I was about to say, I, I don't know if you knew I saw it in theaters, but I did go see it in theaters with my girlfriend, Natalie and Mikey and Natalie was on my right. Mikey was on my left and it's, I, you've seen it. Did you see it in theaters? Yeah, I saw it twice. And I saw it two days in a row in theaters. What? You're insane. I couldn't I, do that. Okay. I, I heard, well, I went to go see it the first time and I only remember like the hard cuts, like just the total, total, what's the it feels like it just cuts and it feels like a different movie. That's what I remembered. And then I came home and I started seeing people being like, it was so scary. And I was like, yeah. I don't remember it being scary. So I went back to see it and I get like, I, I recognize the scary parts, but yeah. yeah. I, I think you're made, I don't know what it is, but like the scary parts really scare me and they stick with me. So anyway, if you've seen the movie, you know, it's like very, <laughs> I like to call them tunnel heavy movies, like where you're like, there's no light and they're just in a tunnel and there's yeah. a flashlight and the person holding the flashlight can't hold it steady, like just will not refuses to. And so like things are jumping out at you. So the first time the mother, I think is what she's called yes. in the credits, jumps out and kills Pennywise. <laughs> I literally, I was already, can I show you? I was already yeah. like down in my chair like this in my seat. And Mikey was like, he's already taller than me. So he's like way up here. I was about a little bit, maybe a little bit taller than Natalie was, right? And then, and I literally did this, fuck, and almost fell. And Mikey, to his credit, did say, oh, that was pretty scary. 
So I felt very seen in that moment. But there were so many times like that because that movie is pretty relentless. Yeah. And it scares and it does a really good job. Oh, there's also a shot that stuck with me. So like there are movies that are super scary that are just in the moment they're scary, but I can sort of put them out of my mind. Like I'll turn on Rick and Morty afterwards and I'll go to sleep and I'm fine. Right. When I got back from Barbarian, I had, I turned all the lights on. I was like, (laughs) Natalie had like got her eye mask out. She was like, oh, the lights are going to be on the night when we're sleeping. So like, I'm like, prepare for that. So like I, but the thing that I think stuck with me the most was, and what's like terrified me the most maybe was the fact that she left the house. Like the mother would leave the house. And specifically when I think her name is Tess, forgive me if I'm wrong, but the main female character in that movie, when she does get out and the harbinger guy comes over and pulls her out of the window and you see the mother like reaching for her. And then it shows the shot looking at the house and she's just in that corner window of the basement and you see her like reaching out, like, and you see her face, like sort of disappointed and walk away that I don't know why that stuck with me. So like I would check all the locks. I locked my windows upstairs, which is is where I am right now. Like it was terrifying. Uh, And that movie is super scary. I, we have a scary scale of one to 10. I gave that an eight. Like that's up there with hereditary is my like most scary movie ever, but it's like up there with that. Oh yeah. I think people should be locking their doors and windows all the time anyway. So agree. And I, I live in Nashville, which is not like a super crime ridden city by any means, but you know, we have crime like everywhere else in the world. So like, and I I think I watch too much true crime because I actually do like really get into and love true crime. But because of that, I also, I think I'm a little bit more paranoid than like I probably should be, but yeah. Well, your house will hopefully never get broken into because you lock your doors and windows. So I probably, I mean, if you prepare, you know, you hopefully you'll never have to find out. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Speaking of true crime, a new, show just came on Netflix called Dahmer about Jeffrey Dahmer. Are you going to watch it? I haven't yet. I So I have this problem of like reading articles about stuff before I watch it. And I read the, the victim's family that, and their statement on it. I just sort of felt bad for them yeah. because they are sort of having to relive it every time someone creates content around what happened to their, you know, family member. And so I I haven't really got into it. I do. But again, I also understand as a true crime, like nerd, like I understand the desire to create content around those people because people are interested in it and want to know what it was like. And man, if you can take like the mind hunter approach to like a Jeffrey Dahmer serial killer, which is sort of what I understand the Dahmer series to be like, that sounds great to me, but I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. I'm not necessarily against it. But reading that article made me think maybe I'll watch it later or put it on the back burner. I'm not going to rush to watch it. Yeah. I made the mistake of watching all 10 episodes in a 24-hour period. Oh, my God. Um, The first few episodes are really hard to watch. I didn't know anything about Jeffrey Dahmer. I got him confused. I got him confused with Ted Bundy at first. So I was like, oh, okay. This is weird. This is not what I remember him doing. But then I was like, that was a Zac Efron movie. That was a different thing. And honestly, Um, that movie's pretty good. I've seen it. It's not bad. Yeah. So this was my first exposure to Dahmer. But if you've watched everything else about Dahmer, I could understand that this is overkill. But I feel like they do take a really interesting approach because you see it a lot from the point of view of his neighbor who was complaining a lot. You see the cops fucking up and just ignoring it. He got almost caught so many times. Do they go? Yeah. Do they go into the the part where one of his victims gets away, gets yeah. to the cops, the cops mm-hmm. bring him back to Dahmer yeah. and then mm-hmm. leave him. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. So I, I probably will watch it because <laughs> I'm not like, I, cause I'm a true crime nerd and I, yeah. I like stuff like that. I, although I know a lot about that case largely cause like Paige is also a true crime nerd because <laughs> she does the cult podcast. Right. Yeah. So she lives in that world and does a lot of research in that world for cult reasons. But there's a lot of like, if you like draw a Venn diagram of like cults and also true crime, yeah. like it's almost it's a complete a, circle. Circled, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she knows a lot about this kind of stuff too. And probably honestly about Dahmer, which we talked about this morning, actually through our group chat, she probably knows way more about it than I do, but yeah. I don't think she's seen the show yet, but I, I haven't either. M- Mikey did watch it. Um, oh, okay. But I, I honestly, I don't think we talked about how he felt about it. Just he mentioned mm-hmm. that he watched it, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it shows a lot about his upbringing and how all the things he did with his dad. Yeah, may have contributed a lot to it. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm sure. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot we could say about (laughs) that, but like, I don't know. I feel like Barbarian sort of touches on some of these themes because, like, in Barbarian, the mother is sort of a monster. Like, she kills people and she does these terrible, terrible things. But like, she was also a victim of this terrible, terrible dude who I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but like she herself was a victim. And I sort of like that narrative that like monsters create monsters. And I feel like there's some of that in the Dahmer story as well. I don't quite know what they go into in the show, but I know that he went through a lot of abuse as a kid and, you know, he was a gay man and there's a lot, especially at that time, it's, it was hard to be, openly that way and i don't know so there's a lot of that baked into it i'm not saying that gay men are going to go out and kill people by any means but if you're tortured and you have a lot of trauma that can come out sideways in weird ways sometimes so i don't know man it's it's hard to square it in my head Mm -hmm. as to how i feel about these people because like the mother i'm like when she dies at the end of barbarian spoiler alert i sort of feel bad for her although was there ever coming like would any amount of therapy been able to save the mother's character? And the answer to that's probably no at this point. No, but she's probably too messed up and she can't right. talk. So, right. She's more or less like a feral child. Yeah. But when I say child, I mean, mind of a child. She's probably like 40 in that movie. Like, I, I don't know her age, but she is. Yeah. But the fact that she's a victim, I think there's a lot of fun things, not fun things by any means. Sorry. I think there's a lot of like interesting things to think about in those kind of things. And that's sort of like what I do like about horror movies is they ask those kind of questions that are like societally very hard to dig into. And I have like conflicting feelings about it, you know, like, cause on one hand, yeah, she murdered people. I'm glad she died at the end, but also her dad slash grandfather like did terrible things to her her entire life so like is it all her fault no and i understand that so it's like it's like a hard thing to square in my mind but i think horror does a really good job of asking those questions i think one of the reasons i like true crime is because they go into that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. but don't also scare the shit out of you (laughs) in the process yeah. So I think that's one of the reasons I like true crime so much. Well, that but, that, but that's so interesting that you say that because true crime is true. It's happened. Yes. Whereas horror movies are made up. So. Well, I mean, but the, the Barbarian is loosely like, well, maybe not loosely based on, but like the <laughs> themes in Barbarian are also the exact same things or themes that were in like another case, the Charles Ng case. Do you know anything about Charles Ng? Is that like, the guy who kidnapped his daughter? 
It wasn't his daughter, but yeah, it was him and another guy. They did more or less this, but yeah, it was it's not. So, the, is it the German guy? No. Oh, okay. Cause there was a German guy who kidnapped his daughter and built like a bunker in their basement and oh, had, man. and like had an entire family with his wife living upstairs. And he said that his, his, their daughter had run away. Okay. That's, that's terrifying. That's yeah. horrible. Yeah. Was it in Germany? Yeah. I believe okay. so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Charles Ng, I think it's Ng. It's NG is how you spell his last name. So I might be butchering that, but it was him and another guy who got arrested. And what they found about what they were doing was very similar to what was okay. what Frank in Barbarian was successful at doing. Yeah. So any, anyway, and we talk about it a little bit in the Barbarian episode because it came okay. up in fun facts. Yeah. All right, cool. I'll have to, I look forward to listening to that. Yeah. I also heard the the writer of Barbarian say that both Frank and Justin Long's character are kind of like two sides of the same coin. I mean, yeah, you could say that because, oh man, I don't know if you're cool talking about this, but like Justin Long's character straight up rapes his co-star and yeah. well, we don't see that happen, but that's yeah. like in the movie. Mm -hmm. And I do love that like, Man. Okay. So here are the things that I like about Barbarian. If you took away all the scares, I would really like the movie Barbarian <laughs> because it talks about like this Justin Long's character, like 50 minutes into the movie, you meet him for the first time yep. driving down the Pacific coast highway. Maybe, I don't know. It's like close to the beach, whatever. And he is like getting fired off of his pilot because he sexually assaulted his co-star or one of the people on set or whatever. And he's just like, no, it didn't happen. It's horrible. It's horrible. Like I, they're doing this to me because whatever, I'm the victim. It's all about me. I'm so, you know, I'm so put upon or whatever. And then his buddy in the bar, like when he goes to Detroit to sell his houses or whatever, yeah. he he completely admits to his buddy yeah. in the bar that he did rape his co-star co cast member. Let's say that. I mean, he doesn't see it that way, but he's like, I mean, she said no, but like, can you always go by that? And you're like, yeah, yeah, you, you, I don't know if you know this. She but just like, took some convincing. You, yeah. You like have to go by that. Like consent is like the most important thing. <laughs> so like, yeah, you did rape this woman and you should. And then at the end of the movie, I think one of the reasons I liked it so much is because Justin Long at the end of that movie was like, oh shit, I'm a bad person. Am I a bad person? I don't want to be a bad person. And I'm not going to spoil what happens, but let's just say he has that epiphany and that he doesn't want to be a bad person. And then literally in the movie, 20 seconds later, he solidifies that he is forever a bad person. Yeah. It is amazing. But I do think that Frank, I think, takes it, takes it to a different level, right? Justin Long does... He probably did more than one. And I'm saying Justin Long. I really mean his character. <laughs> I want to go on the record, Justin, that I like you as an actor. I don't think you've sexually assaulted anybody that I know of. But Justin Long's character sexually assaulted one person that we know of. He probably did others as well. His character that they just didn't come forward or whatever. He clearly thought he could get away with it. Right. So that to me makes it me think he, he's done it before. He's like a serial person who has just gotten caught the first time. And Frank got away with it for his entire life, largely because he imprisoned them yeah. and they were just missing persons. Right. Yeah. I don't know. The, but I do think that that's like a super interesting read on it. And I, I really love the guy who wrote and directed Barbarian is a creator that I have watched forever. I don't know if you know the whitest kids. I, you know? I don't. I've heard of it now, but I've ah. never seen it. Allison, they are hilarious. 
But it, it's very much like they were like a sketch comedy group. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like the Jordan Peele approach to yeah. horror. Like you got famous writing hilarious sketches on your sketch comedy show. And now you're writing amazing horror. Like that is what Zach is doing now. Yeah. But he also like was, I don't know if he wrote the sketch, but like one of my other, one of the other podcasts that I like to listen to is Too Scary Didn't Watch. I love those girls. They're great. And they interviewed him. And there's no way I could have interviewed the writer and director of Barbarian and not asked him about the I'm going to grape you in the mouth sketch of the whitest kids, you know, for 30 minutes. Like, I have so many questions about how did that sketch come about? Why, like, how did that even happen? Why did you decide to wear Fruit of the Loom costumes while you did this? Like, it is an insane. It's very funny. But of course, they're playing on the grape sounds like rape Mm -hmm. thing. So if you like are triggered by that, understandably, you might not like it. And I apologize for bringing it up. But man, like those guys wrote hilarious stuff. And there's like also a guy, like one of their sketches that I really love is their gallon of PCP sketch. And it's just like two guys bumping into each other who haven't seen each other since high school. And they're like, oh, hey, man, how you doing? He's like, oh, I'm doing great. I'm just drinking my gallon of PCP. I'm going to the office. And the guy's like, wait, 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 what? You're drinking a gallon of PCP? So it's like a whole... Like it's stuff like that. And then 10 years later, we get Barbarian. I don't know how that transition happens, but I'm here for it. Yeah, me too. Justin Long's character's name is AJ. So we meant AJ whenever we said Justin Long, not Justin yes. Long personally. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> I, yeah, pl- Justin, please don't sue me. I've liked you since Accepted, which I saw oh, I only love because- that movie. Me too. It was oh, the first time so I saw good. Justin Long in anything. And I watched it because I really liked Lewis Black. I liked his stand-up comedy. I was like, Lewis Black's in a movie? That's weird. So I went yeah. and saw the movie and I was like, this is low-key pretty great. It's so good. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so you touched upon this a little bit, but why do you think that people who seem perfectly sane love the horror genre? Oh, so we're not talking about people like me. You're talking about people who are sane, yeah. liking horror. I don't know. I think that it is, well, I think it's different for different people, but I, and if I had to speculate, it would be, Some people like to think about like the sociological aspects of horror. They're like, "Mm, what is this movie trying to say? And like, what is it talking about? Like what, what societal problems is it addressing? Like that sort of thing. And I think that's cool. I think there's like a sociological aspect of horror that I super get into. We sort of talked about that with the true crime and horror stuff. Like I, I get into that. I think that's cool. But there are also people who are like, did you guys see in Jason X where he like cryogenically froze his head and then smashed it? Like, and I also get that like, that's sort of cool too. So I do think it's like, you're going to, it's a spectrum and you're going to be somewhere along that spectrum, whether you like cool kills and that's it, or whether you like that, like, you know, barbarians focusing on like that monsters create monsters or whatever we were talking about earlier, like that, if that's the spectrum, I'm on it somewhere, but I'm where I am is the part that doesn't like jump scares. That's where I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. What is your favorite, and I'm saying that in quotes, subgenre of horror that you actually like to watch? Oh, horror comedy, without a doubt. Like, I, I would watch all the horror comedies, no problem, <laughs> just because they're comedies. Like, horror comedies rarely have jump scares. I, I can't even think of one necessarily that does. Maybe The Rise of Leslie Vernon has a little bit of that, but not a lot of that. And they're mainly just like fun, silly movies that have like grotesque deaths. And I can sort of handle the goriness way better than I can handle um, jump scares. It's jump scares and like gross out stuff that really mess me up. Like I didn't throw up watching audition. I threw up talking about audition on the episode. Well, you don't hear it, but like, they're like, oh, did Todd just left? Is he okay? And then I come back and I'm like, I, I totally just threw up. I'm so sorry. Like, and then I cut out you because you could hear me because my bathroom is like right next door to where we actually record. 
And uh, you could hear me in the like raw edit of that. It's like, it sounds really far away, but you hear me just like, <laughs> like in the bathroom. It's terrible. I have actually never watched Audition. So I'm trying yes. to. It's a terrible movie. Like people, people who like Audition probably liked Terrifier. I haven't seen Terrifier, but it seems like yeah, that sort of realm of horror where it's like, what is the worst thing I could subject me and my friends to so that we can then go brag about it. It feels very much like that to me. Yeah. What did you think of the body horror in Saw? I did not like it. When <laughs> Carrie Ellis like has to cut his foot off. Yeah. Like, ugh, <laughs> I don't like it at all. I mean, it, I, I do. I will say I handle that better than jump scares. Like jump scares are like the apex of what is scary for me. But yeah, like the, and it's, some body horror is like not convincing and it's like, oh, that definitely doesn't look real. But like Audition does it really well, too, when she she cuts one of his feet off in that movie, sort of similar to Carrie Elwes, but Carrie Elwes is doing it to himself, which to me is grosser. But yeah, like it's. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't really like body horror either. Yeah, I think you touched upon this a little bit before, but what subgenre of horror scares you the most? Oh, yes. The supernatural, like sort of. I, I grew up very religious. I am not anymore at all. I grew up uh, very, very Mormon. And I had a stepdad who was Jewish. So we did some Jewish stuff too, oh, which cool. is dope. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, I don't know. Are, are yeah, you Jewish? I'm Jewish, yeah. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> for instance, wh while he was my stepdad, because my mom and him were only married for 10 years, because, and this is not because he's Jewish, but he was a terrible person. So like, they only, <laughs> it didn't last a very long time, right? He was an abusive <laughs> yeah. person, like beat me and some other of my Ooh, siblings and geez. like, wasn't great to my mom either. But okay. one of the things I really did appreciate about them being together and the things that I learned from him in my childhood was my love for outdoors and like camping and stuff like that. Cause he genuinely did love that. And sort of like the stuff I know about the Jewish religion, I think I owe to that relationship, my, my mom and his relationship. But like at Christmas, we would do Christmas but we would also light the menorah and he would sing the prayers. And it was, I, I thought it was cool as shit, honestly. And it, we didn't do presents for Hanukkah. We saved all of that for Christmas, but like we did, and we did a few other holidays as well throughout the year. So, and you know, we talked about it a lot and he was very open about it and just very kind of cool about it. So like, I think learning about it in that sort of relaxed way, but made me sort of have a lot of love for it. Yeah. Oh, but, cool. Yeah, that's a that's a spot where I think we need more horror is like Jewish holiday horror. So we don't really have a lot of that. But did have you I guys covered think, the vigil? I don't think I don't think we've done the vigil. Let me look it up. You should really do quick. It. Uh, it's Jewish horror and it's actually really effective and really, really creepy. Oh, man. Do you want to hear me like get everything about the Jewish religion wrong? Because I'm like confident enough to like talk about it, but don't know enough to actually know oh, yeah. about well, it. Like, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. I will get a lot of angry DMs from probably you. Uh, like, no, that's not what Yom Kippur means. And it's not Yom Kippur, you idiot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we I haven't seen the vigil. It's it's really good. I think it I think it might still be on Hulu. So what are the top three scariest horror movies that you have seen? Yeah, so hereditary for sure was the scariest. Um, <laughs> I think I think Barbarian's in the top three. I'm not sure if it is third, but it's definitely in the top three. Oh man, I'm going to have to look it up. I'm so sorry. I should no, know, okay. but we, it was, mm, hang on one second. I'll find it. <laughs> that's okay. That's what it was a, editing can, is for. Yeah. I can tell you the, the plot of it is like a bunch of friends go into the wilderness to honor their friends. The ritual. Who, the ritual. Thank you. I, I didn't find man. it scary because as soon as they were like, let's go off trail, we'll save time. I was like, well, you're dead. 
Well, uh, yeah, naturally, of course. <laughs> I, I mean, it's sort of like that Blair Witch vibe. I think that one hit me hard because of like some past trauma that I've gone through mm-hmm. and like connecting to that, yeah. but also seeing, and I honestly, I think the ritual is a great, great movie. I never want to see it again because <laughs> it was very scary for me. And that one stuck with me a long time. Like I still think back about that one. And there's another one about like a group of people that come together and they like, I think it's called the invitation. I may oh, be the, wrong about yeah, that. Yeah, the cult one. With, yeah. It, yeah, it's actually based on a real cult. At least the cult in the movie is the real cult mm-hmm. didn't do like what happens in the movie, but it's based on that sort of thing. Yeah. And man, I, that movie I, is great. I love I can't, that movie. Is it the invitation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. From 2015. Yeah, it's not the, I think there are actually two Invitation movies that came out here recently. Yeah, the Invitation um, came out recently and it's a vampire movie and it's not very good. Okay, you said it was 2015? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's with Logan Marshall Green and Tammy Blanchard, Michael yes. Huseman, yeah. Hell. And dude, yeah. John Carroll Lynch in that yeah. movie is yeah. <laughs> so good and I didn't know he was a good actor like I knew he was fine like he's serviceable he's been in a bunch of stuff you recognize his face you know and I'm never worried when he's on screen like oh this guy's terrible he's fine but when I watched that movie I was like holy shit this dude can fucking act and when he gets his in the end and as he's like meeting his fate he starts yelling oh that stuck (laughs) with me I don't know why but that messed with me so much he's one of the he's actually like one of the actors that I would like to meet and like talk to about like the process of acting because I feel like he is very thoughtful with his performance at least in that movie man that movie he was so good in it oh yeah he's great have you seen Gothica I have not seen he, Gothica. he's also in Gothica and he's oh very is he good. With, with Holly Berry that's Holly yeah. Berry right yeah Holly Berry yeah I, I think that that was a listener request final four one it was month, but it didn't it was. win yeah, yeah, so I know of it. I remember the poster because I had to make the art because yeah. mm-hmm. I do all of that work myself <laughs> on this computer. And so I remember like Holly Berry with something written on her arm, I think, yep. for that movie. But I have yeah. not seen it, no. I, I honestly, I do not watch horror movies outside of the ones I am required to for the podcast. It is not a genre I enjoy to just like watch and relax. Like I see people in the Facebook group all the time who are like, hey, I have a free weekend. I had a stressful day at work. Give me some horror movies that'll help me relax. And I'm like, you guys are insane. I would never watch a horror movie to relax. Because I will like, I, I it just stresses me out so much. Yeah, after I watched all of Dahmer in 24 hours, I had to put on like uh, the movie Bride Wars. Yeah. And I watched the social network. Yeah. And I was like, social I just was a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. It glorifies yeah. a monster, but I mean, so does most of Aaron Sorkin's work. But like, I really like that movie. And I, I honestly, I love Aaron Sorkin. I think he's a great, interesting yeah. writer, but like his subjects, he could pick better subjects, I think, <laughs> to write about. <laughs> when would you have left the party during the invitation? I probably wouldn't have been invited just because I'm not that kind of cool. But if I was there, the second there was an attractive woman who was trying to get me to sleep with her, I'd have been like, no, this is not for me. This is definitely not for me. Because like, the main character comes with his wife or girlfriend. girlfriend. girlfriend and yeah. like, uh, well, I mean, if I was single and there's an attractive woman at a party hitting on me, cool. I like this party. This is a great party. But like, <laughs> I'm not single. I'm very in a relationship. And so was the main character. So like, and I think she was like, naked from the waist down she was like winnie the pooing it at one point in the movie before <laughs> things get really weird and that's like not cool on any level so i'd be like hey there's someone having like a mental health issue in your bathroom and i'm leaving so have a good night love you mean it i'll never talk to you again have a good one 
nice. That that's very yeah. understandable. But also, I would have <laughs> lived. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so at this point, you've seen a lot of horror movies. Would you say you have any favorite horror directors? I mean, I I think Jordan Peele's great at what he does. I think, oh man. <laughs> I could upset a lot of people and say that I don't have, I think, favorite horror directors, but I do have directors that I would avoid anything they did ever. Who? Clive Barker, for sure. Because I've seen the first Hellraiser. But and when people saw like the Hell... So I've actually done a little bit of research on the new Hellraiser stuff that's coming out. Okay. And I am actually a little bit excited about it because Clive Barker was not allowed to do anything other than <laughs> attach his name to it. And I was like, oh, cool. This might be good. And I think that the reason that is because Clive Barker's a great author. He's just not good with the visual medium, maybe. I don't know. I'm speculating at this, but I'm not a fan of any of the movies of his that he has directed like the original Candyman, i think that's a great movie but he didn't direct it i don't think hang on let me check because i'm <laughs> if i'm wrong about that people are going to yell at me forever <laughs> i didn't like the i didn't like hellraiser i've only watched the first one and i was like this is sort of stupid yeah it's like the the cinnabons or whatever they talk in gibberish i know <laughs> i just call them cinnabons because people hate it when i do and that's very <sighs> funny to me but yeah so like I, I they just talk in gibberish like jesus yeah. whip like it's so like angsty stupid Ugh. teen yeah he didn't so i just looked it up clive barker did not direct Candyman. nailed it my yes. theory holds but i do <laughs> as far as like best directors mm, i do think jordan peele is like amazing at what he does so probably Jordan Peele is like my favorite, although I wouldn't say I love his movies because they're scary. And even like, I didn't like Us as much as I liked Nope and Get Out, but I, I can recognize Us as a great movie about classism. And that's like a theme that I am here for because I sort of love parts of The Purge. You know, like when any person who's like yeah. rich at living in a gated neighborhood gets like deaded, I'm here <laughs> for that. But yeah, so I would say Jordan Peele is probably my favorite as far as like I recognize he is a, very good at what he does, but also Zach Krieger, who just did a barbarian. I want to see what he does next because he can make a great movie. And I know he can write like he, he's written a bunch of funny stuff, too. And I have a lot of love and respect for people who can do that. And Jordan Peele's the same way. So I, I honestly think that like comedy is probably one of the hardest things to do. And if you can do that, you can do most things. I, I, I grew up as a musician, like I grew up playing drums and especially for drummers. Like if you can play jazz, you can play anything. And that's sort of how I think about the people who have transitioned from comedy to other things. I'm like, yeah, of course you can do that because you're hilarious. So like, of course you can do that. An article came out in 2020 that said that horror movie fans were handling lockdown better than non-horror movie fans. Why do you think that was the case? <laughs> well, I want to say, hopefully it's because they were listening to our podcast, but that's probably not the case. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because that they, in their mind, go to much darker places for entertainment, you know, like, Mm -hmm. They will watch things that are very bleak and very dark. And they're like, oh, this is very relaxing. So maybe they're already in like a better mental health space for that. <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting. Did the, did the article actually go into why they might? Um, like, did they have I think, it, I think it does. I think it was on GQ oh, actually, okay. but it was a while ago that I read it. So I don't remember. That's offhand. interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know that that was, although I'll say this, like, 2020 and like the lockdown, it was the worst part of some people's lives. And it was one of the best times in my life. Like I, that's when I started to achieve some success with the podcast. And like, it was no longer like a labor of love. Like we actually started to bring in some revenue and that was a weird thing to deal with. Like, and it, 
like you were in there before then, like I was able to, when you first joined the community, talk to everyone who like mess yeah. messaged us. <laughs> and like, there were people who were like starting podcasts and I would like talk to them or they were interested in like, Hey, should I do this thing? Here's my idea. And I would like literally jump on zoom calls and talk to them and like, Hey, maybe you should do this. Or maybe you should do this or whatever. And I just, I still get a lot of those requests and I just don't have time for them anymore. But because of the success of the podcast and people have reached out to me because of, I do all the production work. And that's like, I know you know this because you produce a podcast, right? But like yeah. a lot goes on behind the scenes that most people I don't think even realize goes on. Um, and it's a lot, it's a lot of work to do a podcast. I, I mean, a lot of times people are like, Hey, I'm thinking about starting a podcast because me and my friends have silly conversations. And I'm like, don't, you're not going to want to start a podcast. <laughs> you should just like set a plan to like go to Waffle House with them once a week and like just have that as like a close friend group and that's it. Because you love having those conversations. You're not going to love editing those conversations yeah. and then creating <laughs> social shares about those conversations and then putting those conversations online for everyone to listen to and then having people be like, hey man, fuck you for this conversation. You're an idiot. Like that's like the real life component of what it's like to have a podcast and put really not just a podcast, to put yourself out into the world in any sort of capacity, you're going to have people who like hate you for doing that. And that was weird for me initially because <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, it's like free. I don't know what to tell you. Just like, don't listen if you don't like it. Like, I'm sorry I offended you or things like that. And sometimes like, and if you've listened to the early episodes, Allison, and I truly hope you haven't, but <laughs> if you have, I am like a terrible person in those first few episodes. Like I was fresh off my girlfriend of five years cheating on me. And I was like, just angsty and mad and like upset <laughs> all the time. But one of the reasons I agreed to do, it, I was like, I, I, one of the reasons I agreed to do the podcast was because I was like, fuck it. My life can't get any worse. I may as well do this. So like, I, I got called it a lot early on in those episodes for like shitty beliefs, shitty takes on women, like stuff like that. And I honestly have like, grown a lot because of that feedback but also sometimes you get feedback that's like oh you think people should mask up fuck you like oh okay <laughs> like uh, i don't know if you listen to our dash cam episode but like yes. i really <laughs> go hard at like you the, hate that you hated that movie so much i hated it but largely because of the beliefs of the yeah. main character but like we do get I get a lot of hate from that community of people, which I sort of wear as a badge of honor at this point, because if you believe that, like, I don't know, there are Jewish space lasers killing people, you're clearly not, like, smart enough to understand what I'm trying to do. So, like, I don't care if you don't get it. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Like, thank you. Thank you. Like fuck me. off. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Like, <laughs> that's interesting feedback. I hope you're I don't know, warden like handles it later in your life when you clearly should be in jail, but whatever. Yeah. I'm surprised that I don't, I don't get any feedback like that because at the end of every episode, I always tell everyone to like get vaccinated or get boosted. Yeah. Um, so you but... sort of like, I guess, self-select, like you're very open in every episode, how you feel about things. And I, I don't really go into it. Like, I think I <clears throat> went maybe a little bit too hard in the purge episode, which is one of the reasons we haven't revisited the purge series. Because I think Mikey and I sort of get into it. Because Mikey and I, I love Mikey. We have different beliefs on things. And I wouldn't say, I, I realized I just said that after talking about how like people reach out and be like, fuck you, you shouldn't get vaccinated. Mikey is not one of those people. Mikey is vaccinated. <laughs> like he very much believes in masking and all that stuff. But we, as anyone who has a friend group, you're going to have slightly different beliefs from your friend group, even if they are very similar. But Mikey and I sort of get into it some on the Purge episode, <laughs> if I remember. 
And uh, so we haven't revisited it and I don't get to pick the movie. So I'm assuming it's because he doesn't want to have another one of those conversations. Yeah. I have to say the Purge movies are all really good. They get better over time. Really? Um, okay. Before the most recent one came out last year, my friend and I sat down and we watched all of the other ones. It did not leave wow. me feeling good. It was. Oh, it was I'm a, sure not. No, it leaves. You're like, this is too close to home. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. This is very much just like reality. Yeah. 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 Not fun. <laughs> yeah. So are there any horror movies that you won't watch or that you won't watch ever again? Or have you told Mikey and Paige that you just won't watch a certain movie for the podcast? So I am actually very proud that no, I have never <laughs> said I won't watch a movie. I would watch anything I am asked to watch. I feel like that is my job. Like that is my responsibility. Like the point is I'm supposed to be scared and terrified. So if they want to do a movie that is like terrifying or the listener requests, like, comes up like I think audition was a listener request movie and that movie like oh I hated it it was so <laughs> gross and it was also scary but like the movie is bad but like there are some scary moments and there are some like body horror moments I didn't love but like I'll watch anything now okay. I don't get to pick the movies so like if Paige doesn't want to do a certain movie if Mikey doesn't want to do a certain movie we won't do it just because they pick the movies I remember Jen was very hard and fast on like we will never do terrifier and I don't, I honestly haven't seen the movie. The things I've heard about the movie make it seem like that movie just like isn't good and just hates women. And I like women. And so I don't think I'd enjoy watching that movie. Although maybe it's the point of the movie. I haven't seen it. I don't know. But like that was one of those like hard and fast rules I was sort of fine with, you know? <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, like any movie, if like Mikey was like, I don't want to watch any of this scary type of movie. I'm like, cool. I don't have to watch that scary movie. That's <laughs> fine. But I don't say no to anything because I feel like it's my job to do that and to be scared. And I don't want to let the listeners down. Like the, the, the thing that keeps me like producing an episode every Monday, even though it's like seven to eight hours of work just to edit an episode, I am terrified of letting the listeners down at this point. <laughs> and it's funny because like early on, in fact, probably when you found us, we didn't have like a lot of listeners or anything. Like there were... <laughs> I could probably count 50 people that I knew, like that were in the community. <laughs> like it wasn't many people. And I still felt at that point, I was like, man, like those 50 people are like looking for an episode. And now that that 50 people has grown to like a lot of people, I feel an even more immense responsibility to get them new content every Monday. Like people ask us, especially after Paige joined, will you ever do movies that you did with Jen and Clint or Jen and Mikey again with Paige and Mikey? And I love that idea, like doing revisited episodes is sort of like what it may not be called that, but that's like sort of what we say to each other. And I love that idea. And I would love to do that, but I can't do that and have a day job, <laughs> you know, because it does take seven or eight hours to edit every episode. And I do two episodes a week, one for horror version, one for romance in the pod. So like, I don't have time, but if we hired an editor or we, this was like all of our full-time jobs, I would love to do that because <laughs> like, Paige loves alien and aliens and I don't think she was on either of those episodes. No, so I would love to get her like take on those movies. And I, I do think it would be fun to revisit like hereditary. I, yeah. I, that was the third movie I saw for the podcast. I think it was the fourth episode we recorded because it was in theaters and we just, that's the way the episodes kind of fell out. But I would love to revisit it now that I've seen like 230 more horror movies in between there 
would it affect me as much? Would a second rewatch make it less scary for me? Like, I, I, I am interested in those things. And I, I'm sure the fans are too, or yeah. listeners are. So that's one of those things that when people say it, I'm like, man, I wish we had time. I wish I had the bandwidth <laughs> to do that. But right now we don't. Yeah, I've always wanted you to go back and do hereditary to see if it would scare you as much. And I think you should change the scary scale to 10 being hereditary. Because Texas Chainsaw Massacre is just not very scary. I well, and we talked about that. I think, and Jen had a point when she, because she's the one that picked the scary scale. That was like mm-hmm. her, what one of the things, one of the many things she brought to the podcast was that. And the reason she said it was because at the time it was like the scariest thing, and it is like an iconic yeah. movie for scary. Mm-hmm. Like, and everyone's gonna have a different ten, you know. Yeah. So like for some people, Midsummer's a ten. For some people, it's a three, you know. So it's like it's gonna be a scale either way. It really is just like a stand-in for like one yeah. Ghostbusters being not scary or 10 <laughs> being the most scary. So like I understood what her reasoning for that. And that's sort of why we've kept yeah. it. Although I do think Hereditary is way scarier <laughs> than a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Yeah. So you always say on the podcast, there are no cuts. I didn't know. I thought you didn't <laughs> edit the episodes at all. So uh, this is okay. I don't know if I've gotten it in the past maybe week, but I could show you many DMs. That say something to that effect. <laughs> Be like, it's so amazing. Like, I literally have gotten DMs like, it's so crazy that you guys just like have these conversations and they flow so naturally. And like, <laughs> it's just like no one's talking over each other. And I'm like, bro, everyone's talking over each other all the time. And it's only because we're not in the same room that I am, I can like move things around. Like, I okay. will literally like, because, and you know, because you do, a lot of remote podcasting, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So like, if you're in different rooms, you can literally move, like if we overspeak, you can move it. So like your question finishes and then I start answering, right? If you're in the same room because mics bleed into other mics, you can't really do that. It causes like this like echo effect that is very annoying to listen to. So that's one of the benefits of us in COVID is like we all went remote and Paige lives in LA. So like Mikey and I, I guess could get together to record, but it's just easier to edit if we're all in different places because then I can make it flow more naturally. Now, I don't like, I don't like lift things from an episode and then drop it into another episode. Unless I make it clear, I do that. I think it was in the King Ralph episode um, of Romancing the Pod (laughs) where I brought something back in, but like I added an effect that made it clear. I even said like as a joke, because, okay, so Paige was like, Mikey, did you say I'm going to dangle my pro lariat in front of like whatever? And Mikey was like, I don't think so. So I said, let's check the tape. And then I actually found like a reel to reel tape effect, like like Uh spinning up. And I added that and then I dropped in his audio. And then I was like, so like, I'll do it sometimes, but it's very clear I do that. But no, I, I, I like that the way the, the way I edit makes it sort of sound very conversational, but that's not always the way it happens. I mean, there's one episode, I will not say what happened or why, but we stopped recording. We had to stop recording and literally come back two nights later when we had talked shit out and start oh. recording again. And you okay. would never guess which one it is. And this uh, is, let's just say before the Conjuring 2 episode. Oh, okay. So All we right. had to stop recording and we came back two nights later and finished the recording. <laughs> And no one, you'll never notice, but stuff stuff like that happens, but you got to like, you got to edit, man. That's like the thing I tell everyone is starting a podcast. Like you have, you have to respect your listeners time. 
Yeah. You're not going to want to listen to just any conversation. And if there's dead air or gaps or a lot of like clearing <laughs> your throat or sneezing or whatever, you got to get that stuff out of there. Although I do miss some coughs sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> when I'm like, I'll typically edit the episode and then over the course of a few days, because I'm doing it like at night after my day job. And then usually the next morning after I finish the episode, I'll go for a run and I'll listen to it. And I'll be like, I'll literally do that. So like I can catch things like coughs I've missed or whatever. And then I'll on my phone screenshot it. So it saves the timestamp <laughs> for me. And then I try and go back and edit them out. But yeah, because it's super important. It's very important to do that kind of stuff. But I do edit. I, I don't know why people think <laughs> that we don't edit. It's clearly a joke, Allison. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, clearly a joke. And I, I also will say things like, because Mikey and I are friends and Paige and I are friends. So like a lot of times when we get together to record, we'll be like, all right, let's start recording. It's cool. And we get on the Zoom call at six. And then at 7.30, we're like, hey, do you guys want to start recording? Because we're just like, chit chat yeah. or whatever so because we're like that level of friends and like i generally do enjoy like i love talking to mikey and Paige about sort of anything because of that and because we have that relationship in the episode like personal stuff comes up that like yeah. maybe we shouldn't leave in the episode <laughs> so like i'll say those kind of things as a joke like if mikey's like so i wanted a blind date and i'm like mikey remember there's no cut so like i can't cut anything out and then if what he says afterwards we can use because like, it's fine. It's not like terrible. No one's named or whatever, like hippo rules, sort of, you know, like <laughs> yeah. no one's harmed by this going out. I'll leave it in, but more often than not, we have to cut it out, you know? Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Behind the scenes information we're finding out. Yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm clearing my throat a lot because of COVID. COVID. So I'm gonna yeah, have no, to, absolutely. I'm going to have to cut this all out. So yeah, you know, you <laughs> yeah. know. <laughs> have you ever had any noteworthy experiences seeing a horror movie in theaters? I mean, when I saw Hereditary, I literally stood up and yelled, not like whisper yelled, like yelled at the top of my lungs, fuck, at the screen. When I, and I don't know what to call it other than at the naked man misdirection where she is actually by the fireplace. You know, like when he wakes up and she like floats out of the room all creepy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then like he goes downstairs and sees his dad or maybe stepdad, I can't remember, like literally like the charred remains of him because he was set on fire or whatever and then you're like okay and you see her like above him in that in shot. the ceiling yeah yeah in the ceiling <laughs> and then it cuts to like a naked man just like there and you're like oh that's weird and then it cuts back <laughs> to the same shot where he saw his dad's burnt remains but then she's right there running at you <laughs> that's the moment where i was like in and the what theater. Did, what did everyone in the theater say? Like, well, how did they react yeah. to that? Oh, I'll, I'll get there. So it, <laughs> it's a very tense moment. Everyone's like very tight. Everyone's clenched, right? And then she, he gets up into the attic, closes the attic, and she starts like, yeah. like hitting her head on the attic, right? And then the tension sort of dies down a little bit for like between that and when he... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to ruin it, but like, you know, the, the yeah, thing well, that This came out in 2018. Okay. People have okay. seen it. So like when the head cutting off thing happens, right? Yeah. So like there's a little bit of like release of the tension. At that moment, people just started openly laughing at me <laughs> in the movie theater. And like looking back and like, who the fuck said that? And this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like that was the scariest thing I think I've ever witnessed in my life. <laughs> Although I'll say this, we saw The Nun in the theaters as well. And The Nun's like, if you compare it to Hereditary, <laughs> it's a terrible movie. 
But there are so many jump scares in that movie. Like that movie was very scary for me. Whereas like Hereditary, I can see it's a good movie, like really well done. I don't think The Nun is a good movie. It's just like a jump scare factory. And I hate jump scare factories. Like if I don't even care about like the plot of your movie, I why am I here anyway? But and they're making a sequel to The Nun. People have been sending me. Like, oh, you'll have to go see this. When Barbarian came out, I got no joke, like 50 DMs on like Instagram and Twitter. Like you have to see Barbarian. It will break you. And I'm like, you realize I don't like being scared. Like you're telling me they're like, I can't wait until this movie terrifies you. Like you guys are so mean to me. Although well, I, you signed up for this. I know. So. That's what I'm, I was about to say. That. Like <laughs> I do understand that. Like I sort of made this my job. And like, I yeah. get that that is like, I don't think they're doing anything wrong by saying that. I think that I did something wrong by agreeing to do this. And I am just like, you know, living with my own, like, what do you you call that? Consequences. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, you got everyone through the pandemic, so. Oh, I don't know that I did. I think Paige and Mikey did. I think (laughs) it was just me being scared, like facilitated those conversations. Yeah. yeah. So hereditary is not what you watch before you go to bed. It doesn't put you to no. sleep. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean, honestly, like I am, I have a very active like brain. I, I have ADHD and like, I, I have trouble reading because of it, but like, I have to have something on in the background to be able to sleep. If I'm ever left alone with my own thoughts, it's terrifying. It's like that sort of thing, you know? So like, I will watch things as I go to sleep. And I like, those things are like Rick and Morty, Ted Lasso, like these very sort of light, silly, fun, like, yeah. like TV shows or movies or the movie, The Nice Guys is also one of my <laughs> going to sleep to movies oh. because they're the opposite of what I have to watch for the horror version. Yeah. Awesome. So what has been your quote unquote favorite horror movie that you've seen so far in 2022? 2022? Oh, man. So I'm so much like in the moment of what we're doing right now. I struggle with what movies we've done in like this year. So let me look back at the list here. Oh, easy. Pray. Pray was by far the best movie I think we've done for either of the podcasts. Oh, okay. Pray. Have you seen Pray? I did. I didn't like it. It's a very unpopular opinion. I didn't like it. I don't like the Predator franchise. Oh, okay. Okay. It's just not for me. That's fair. I really just liked her story, like the female main character story. Mm -hmm. I also love when Edgelords gets pissed because they're like, what, you have to make it about a woman? And I'm like, well, have you never heard of Ripley, you idiots? Or I don't know, Jamie Lee Curtis and Halloween. Um, Halloween. I this, <laughs> this shows you the level of horror fan that I am. Like, I, <laughs> you you made the cup. Okay, I did. Okay, so I have to give credit where credit is due. That was Jen's idea for the cup and the names on the cup. I came up with just like the design of it. Right. Okay. Um, so do you do you know what movies all these women are from? Okay, so Sydney the- is scream yes oh man this is a terrifying test i wish you hadn't asked me nancy Nancy. is right the one where they can't they can't go to sleep friday the 13th nightmare on elm street nightmare on elm street that's right (laughs) but i was right i was right though because it was the one where they can't go to sleep that's the one i'm I'm taking that one as a win i at least get half of it i at least get a 0.5 okay alice in wonderland fuck i don't know alice Uh, no alice is friday the 13th i think okay okay yeah, yeah, either way. Ripley is aliens, right? Mm-hmm. Laurie, Laurie Strode, that's Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. And Sally? 
My stepmom's name was Sally. I don't know. I don't know. Sally. It's your number 10 on your scary scale. Oh, is that hereditary? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Naturally. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, no, I, I had no idea. That's very, very embarrassing. But honestly, it makes sense. It uh, makes well, sense. I'm, I'm sorry. No cuts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, me. Sorry. Usually I ask people, are there any horror movies that you're most looking forward to seeing in the rest of the year? But since you don't look forward to seeing anything, can you tell me? <laughs> and there aren't many horror movies still coming out. What movies are you covering in October for The Horror Virgin? You know what? I usually don't know until like the week before, but I actually, <laughs> we, uh, I was present when they talked it out. Like a lot of times they'll like text each other to figure out mm-hmm. what movies they're going to do and what the themes are. It's we're doing sequel month in October. So we're doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. <laughs> we're doing Child's Play 2, Predator 2. Sorry, Allison, I apologize. I'll skip and it. Halloween, <laughs> and, and Halloween ends. And then, of course, a listener request because there are five Mondays. Yeah. So there are five movies. I would say out of all of those, I'm probably least looking forward to Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. But only because I... The first one was pretty scary. It's not like super, super scary. I'm sure it was super, super scary in the 70s, but like things have changed, right? But I'm more worried about that. I'm worried more about the gore aspect of it and then the jump scare aspect of it. I'm sort of interested to see how they wrap up Halloween ends. And I'm sure they'll make more Halloween movies. I just don't know if Jamie Lee Curtis will do them. So I'm wondering like what's going to happen with, like how they're going to wrap all that up is interesting to me. Although I do think that Jake, Michael, shit. I get Jason and Michael confused because they're legit the same character. Yeah, it's Michael in Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but mm-hmm. I, I'm interested to see sort of how they wrap that up in a way that's also like satisfying for the viewer, but where Michael can live on and she just like either dies or lives independently of Michael or whatever. Or if they're just going to like kill off Michael, Jamie Lee Curtis has her like badass final, 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 final girl moment. And they just then reboot the franchise or whatever. But I, I don't know. I'm interested to see what happens. I'm scared to go see that. And that's one of the, I'll have to see in the theaters just because it comes out in October. And I mean, seeing movies in the theaters are is way scarier than seeing them in like on my big TV. That's like right here. Like I don't want to watch them in the theaters because <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. I hope that Halloween ends is better than Halloween kills because Halloween kills was not very good. Is it because, it, it, I mean, much like Halloween too, she is in the hospital the whole time. Like yeah. she doesn't really do anything except for have like this weird romantic connection with like a sheriff dude. Like, okay, cool. I mean, and there's other interesting shit happening in that movie. Like evil dies tonight is cool, but it's only cool if evil does die tonight and it didn't. Maybe that'll happen in Halloween ends. Who knows? Like we'll if see. They, if they say evil dies tonight and Halloween ends, I'm getting out. I'm getting up and walking out. So, yeah. But I've already like got into it. Like I am very much one of the guys that like, if we start a chant, I'm probably going to be a part of that chant. So like, I was here for that, but like, I didn't love the way that evil didn't die that night. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. Cause yeah. it was pretty terrible. Yeah. I've heard, I have not seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre two because I hear it's even more, it's a, it's kind of a comedy and it's. Oh really? Okay. The, I mean, yeah, they, I forget the story behind it, but it's like very much an 80s horror movie, Okay, so, which is not my thing. Yeah. See, 80s horror movies are typically easier for me to watch because they're typically they're not like silly. super scary. Yeah, they're yeah. more silly. Like the 80s horror track was like, make a scary movie. 
and then make five sequels that are funny. Yeah. You know, and then I can watch those sequels. Like we haven't revisited Child's Play. I think Child's Play was like one of our earliest episodes, like six or seven. And we just haven't done any other ones. So I'm interested to see how that holds up too. I have never, I've only seen Child's Play, the the 2019 reboot or whatever it was, which was terrible. So. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that obviously, but like I, from what I understand, I don't know. The thing I don't understand about Child's Play is why don't you just like kick him? Yeah. Like yeah. he's like three foot tall and six <laughs> pounds, like throw him. Like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But they um, always find inventive ways of him killing people, I guess. I don't know. It'll be interesting at least. Yeah. So if you could remake one horror movie, since you've watched a lot of horror movies and a lot have not been good, which one would it be? <laughs> I do feel like if I don't say Blood Diner, Mikey would get very upset with me. Although I would not want to remake that movie because it is terrible. I Although didn't I watch think, it, but I listened to the episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, don't watch it. It's not a very good movie. Yeah. Like production wise, like it's not a good movie. And in fact, I could probably make a movie that is a, like that level of production myself with the gear I have in my podcast studio. <laughs> Cause it's like, so it's a very low rent movie, but I, man, I don't know. They, I would want it to be something in the realm of like a sort of like barbarian or something like that. That is like, it, it has something to say, but is also scary. I would want to like live in that lane or maybe like a scream because I, I do feel like I have enough knowledge about scream. Ooh, ooh, or cabin in the woods. I feel like those kind of movies that are like very horror referential, I could do pretty well at because I I've watched so much of it at this point that I, and I know what scared me. So like <laughs> I, I could use that to, to, to sort of uh, help me make that movie. I do think that uh, there are some interesting scares that like Paige and I will talk about this kind of stuff a lot because she went to film school and I, for my day job, like I, I'm a videographer. Like I, I do a lot of video shoots and stuff like that. So I like we'll talk about ways to scare people. And I don't, one thing that I don't think enough people play with is that if you are in the dark and someone is shining a light at you, you can't see anything beyond that light. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That light becomes sort of like the cone of silence that you can't see anything out of. And I don't think enough people play with that. And I would love to play with that. So like, <laughs> I, and maybe it's just because a lot of times I'm like in bed about to go to sleep and I'm like on my phone reading Reddit or like, responding to people on the Facebook group or whatever. And I'll like see something out of the corner of my eye that I can't really see. And it terrifies <laughs> me. And then I'm like, oh, that was stormy. Like one of my cats oh. or whatever, you know? <laughs> so like, I think that that's like a fun thing to play with. I don't know. I, 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 I do want to get into that sort of stuff. I think that would be a lot of fun. Awesome. I feel like Ari Aster could do something with that because he's oh, really Ari good at like. Yeah. Ari Aster is another one of those directors that I think is like really good at like the scary stuff. He's great at the scary stuff. But he also has something to say with the movie, the movies he makes because he did Hereditary, right? And he did yep. Midsummer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So like, he, I think he's another one of those great directors. Maybe he doesn't have the, the name recognition like that Peel does. Yeah. And maybe he doesn't have quite the social impact that Peel has because all the Peel movies have done really well at the box office, right? Yeah. And, and Hereditary and Midsummer did great, <laughs> but not like as great, you know? Yeah. But man, I do think he's, really really good at what he does i love him so much i can't wait for his next horror movie yeah i'm um, sure he's making one i don't know what it is but i'm sure he's <laughs> if i was a studio i'd be like if i was a24 i'd be like ari aster we want a five-year deal make three movies in that time frame here are the budgets you can have like because he has proven i think with his first two monies that he can make movies that will sort of print money you know yeah 
Yeah. yeah, I think his next movie is called Disappointment Boulevard, but I don't think he's calling it a horror movie. But he also didn't call Hereditary a horror movie. Well, he's wrong about that. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I love Ari Aster. I think he's great at what he does. But if he doesn't think Hereditary is a horror movie, he is wrong. It is an it, it is a an exploration of grief in a way that I find fascinating too. So like, and man, the lady who plays man, if I didn't, I forget her name. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Thank you. She. <laughs> is amazing she's another one of those people that i saw in hereditary and was like oh holy shit i knew she was an actress because she's been acting forever i didn't know she was like the best actress ever in the world and <laughs> she is insanely good in that movie she's also in um i think it's on netflix there's a hard pieces to watch. she is good in wait is that her because i've seen pieces that of her yeah pieces and of she's, her? she's really good in that there's also another one where she plays a cop that helps uncover a like uh, and uncover and catch a serial rapist and it's based on a true story and oh man it's called unbelievable i remember it now oh okay uh, oh yeah yeah i think i've seen that man she yeah. and the other lady in that who i've also seen in other things in fact the other lady who plays the other cop she sort of teams up with because they're both from different jurisdictions mm -hmm. but they're like hey my husband told me that you had a similar case let's talk and they realize it's probably the same dude. So then they get together and like share information and, and they find the guy eventually. Yeah. She is great. And the first thing I saw her was, the first thing I saw that lady in was a movie or what's the show with Schmitz and um, it's, oh man, this is so embarrassing. I should know this. I love it. It's called New Girl is the TV show. Oh, the first okay. thing I saw her in was New Girl and she plays Schmitz like bigger girlfriend because apparently Schmidt earlier on was a big dude. And she plays like this like plus size girlfriend of his or whatever, mm -hmm. but she's decent in that show. She's not asked to do a whole lot in her like four episode arc or whatever. Yeah. And that was the only thing I saw her do. And then she does other stuff. I'm sure in between this and the <laughs> movie that we were just talking about or the miniseries we were just talking about, but she's so good in that. Like, I don't know. I, I've just been blown away by like Tony Collette and like all these people that are just like really acting it up and doing great. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So my last question is if you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be? Oh man, I'd probably Chucky. Like I do think, cause it would be like silly. He'd be like, I'm going to kill you. And I'd be like, just kicking him into the closet and closing. And I'd be like, I'll see you in five years when I remember to vacuum. Like I'm not, I'm not, not going to have to worry about you. Like it would be so easy. To, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe like in, <laughs> child's play too they'll invent something that makes him actually a scary villain i don't know but like i do feel like child's play too would be or child's play chucky would be easy although i do think it would be fun like if you're safe in the house and they cannot murder you i would love to have like a sort of like real world rules like you have to live together you have to work together sort of thing <laughs> but like michael and jason and then okay. I would just like intentionally say the other person's name to them the whole time and be like, well, if you were unique at all, I would refer to you by your actual name. But yeah, that would probably be, I, I, I would, they would definitely kill me. Like I would never make it through a Halloween or Friday the 13th movie. I would be the first guy who got killed, but you know, cause Chucky is not scary. I'd probably pick him. Yeah. Oh, I really I want to see that real world now with you and like a bunch of the serial killers. I think it's that'd like, be amazing. You have a Cinnabon, you have Jason, you have Chucky, you have yeah. like, and then you have, you know, just me who is terrified of horror movies. You just sit up in the attic the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
Well, thank you so much for being here and taking the time. We've been chatting Absolutely. for a while. I love the Horror Virgin. And thank you. Thank you for just, listening. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you and the Horror Virgin and Romancing yeah. the Todd? So I am at Todd J. Awesome on pretty much all the social medias, your Twitter, your Instagram, that kind of stuff. Horror Virgin is at the Horror Virgin. Romancing the Pod is at Romancing the Pod, I think. Uh, uh, Horror, the Pod Virgin, Horror Virgin is at Horror Virgin, I think. Not It the. is. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Man. <laughs> I'm the guy who like posts all the social media. I should know that. I do know that Romancing the Pod has a Twitter, but we have never posted anything on it, largely because I'm so busy. I don't necessarily have time, but it is Romancing the Pod show on Instagram. I just looked it, I just looked it up, but yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to hear the rest of the year's worth of Horror Virgin episodes and the Barbarian episode that is in my inbox. Yeah, you will definitely (laughs) learn some things about me in that episode that are not great. (laughs) It's a fun episode, though. Awesome. Well, I will talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you so much, Allison. That's it for this week's episode of Who's There? I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Todd Schlosser. And thanks again to Todd for coming on. If you're not already subscribed to The Horror Virgin, make sure you're, you subscribe now. You can follow us on Twitter at Who's There Pod. We're on Instagram at Who's There Podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, horror movie recommendations, or you'd like to be a guest, shoot us an email at Who's There PC at gmail.com. Until next time, stay scary and get boosted. <laughs>